Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Late Night Show. That's night with a K, of course. This is the Rutgers Sports Podcast coming straight from a Rutgers student. I'm your host, Dylan McCoy, and today we're going to talk about Rutgers, but we're going to talk about them off the field and the financial decisions that have been made by the top brass at this program since joining the Big Ten. Now, obviously, if you go on Twitter, if you go on Instagram, if you go on any social media, the joke is, Oh, Rutgers doesn't belong in the Big Ten. When when are they? When have you done for me lately? I mean, if you really look at their actual success on the field, it has really increased over the past couple of years. Field hockey and women's soccer both claiming Big Ten championships last year. The men's basketball team was one of the top four teams in the conference last season. They've made two straight NCAA tournaments. They look like they're going to be going back to a third. And football, while football is still the sport that I think fans kind of want to ignore, uh, they are seeing some improvement under Coach Shiano, and they're not the doormat that they once were under Chris Ash and Kyle Flood. But off the field, they're acting like anything but a Big Ten program. Originally, when they joined the conference in the 2014-15 fiscal year, this was supposed to be the year that they were projected to break even, and next year they were supposed to begin making a profit from joining the conference from the TV rights, from the revenue sharing, all those other things. But the truth could not be further from that. Rutgers has $265 million in outstanding debt accrued over the past seven years. Over a quarter of a billion dollars in debt. Now, that that's bad enough. That is a really disturbing, disgusting number. But the problem with that is that there is another side to this that is filled with lies and deceit. So Rutgers has taken out $84 million of loans from themselves... And they've taken out those loans, and they've reported them as revenue. Now, not only is that deceitful, that violates NCAA rules. They were sanctioned multiple times because of it. And I I just don't understand how the top program in the state of New Jersey is going to lie to their students, to their faculty, to the taxpayers, to people who donate to this program because they do get private donations. It's ridiculous. And, you know, in 2020 and 2021, two years obviously affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, no disagreement there, they recorded over $70 million in losses. Now, you could say that that is a, a big part due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and I wouldn't disagree with you there, but the problem with that logic is that this year, it is $60 million that they're still recording in losses, which is actually unbelievable. The transparency is not there. Uh, North Jersey did this really big, really investigative piece with them called Unsustainable. You can read it if you want. I would recommend it. It goes really in-depth with this. And they asked Rutgers for a copy of their contract with the Big Ten, you know, so they could see where these losses are coming from, what agreements they made. The athletics program didn't even have a copy. How do you not have a copy of your contract with the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest sports conference in the entire country? It does not make any sense whatsoever. Even the top brass at Rutgers know that this is a problem. President Holloway admitted that this was unsustainable, but also admitted that he doesn't know how to fix it. Now, in President Holloway's defense, he has not been here for very long. He became the president in 2019, 2020, when these losses were already far, far into happening. You have to look at the athletic director. I mean, Pat Hobbs has been here since 2015, and he has, you know, approved a lot of these things that have happened, and they haven't really done anything to fix it. You know, I think the stain of of some of the really unsuccessful Rutgers programs is still there. Football is the biggest program at every campus. It's the program that usually makes athletic departments in the green, makes them positive. Rutgers is last in ticket sales and overall revenue since joining the conference. 
They're continuing to take loans out from the Big Ten, continuing to build that debt. They're not going to make a full revenue share until 2026. Now, to put that into even more context, USC and UCLA will be joining the Big Ten in 2024. They will make a full revenue share in 2024. Rutgers in 2026 will have been in the Big Ten for 12 years, and that is the first time they will make a full revenue share. And by then, they will they are projected to be more than $350 million in debt. It's actually unbelievable how they could maybe not get taken advantage of, but be so naive to just wait and wait and wait until this debt accrues. And I understand that they feel like they have to take money out to compete now, but how are you going to be able to compete when you're paying debt for years and years and years? It might take decades to pay off this debt. Now, there's another side of this. Obviously, athletics, you know, I agree, coming from a sports background, that you have to spend money in order to compete. Ohio State spends money. Michigan spends money. Maryland spends money. You know, Michigan State spends money. You know, all these programs spend money. But the problem is that Rutgers is lying about it. Obviously, the... million is a big part of it, but they have taken out a lot of money in student fees, in tuition, and in other things that come from their students. Every student on average at Rutgers pays over $400 a year that goes to athletics. Now, me personally, I don't have a problem with that. I am fine with supporting an athletics program that is beneficial to the school. It provides college students with, obviously, things to do. But if you're someone that's, you know, not into sports like that, you should be able to opt out. The, the financial aid office should be telling you some of your money is going to athletics. It should be like the Daily Targum and NJPIRG run something every two or three years called referendum where they can vote. And if enough students vote yes, they have the option to pay for these things. They can opt out. They don't have the option to pay for athletics. They can't opt out. Their money unwillingly goes to the athletics program. Now, there's another side to this. Obviously, athletics is being affected. They've built a lot of facilities. They've done other things. But academics is really taking a hit at Rutgers. So during COVID, um, a lot of pro- a lot of athletics, or excuse me, a lot of academics went on a spending freeze where to even buy, you know, less than 10 textbooks, they'd have to go through multiple channels. It'd be a very difficult process. Rutgers Athletics saw their budget go up million. They spent $118 million during the 2020-21 academic year, while a lot of the academic side had these massive cuts and freezes that I mentioned. And the athletics was obviously seeing a, a much lower share in revenue. They couldn't sell tickets. They had less home games. Their TV deal was affected because they had less games broadcasted. And, you know, From academics, a lot of people were laid off because of this, because they suffered massive deficits. It's estimated by the Daily Targum, who did a great investigative report called the COVID-19 Money Trail, that 1,500 part-time lecturers or PTLs and other essential campus workers like dining hall employees, student center employees were laid off. And, you know, I think some departments understand the effect of PTLs, but coming from a journalism perspective and in the classes I've had, I would estimate that more then half of my professors have been PTLs. I know uh, in my sports, my multimedia sports reporting class, Joe Rivera, who's a member of the Sporting News, the oldest sports publication in the country. He's a part-time lecturer. Um, Len Robbins, who was my sports writing and reporting class, part-time lecturer. So I have seen 
the effect of this personally. And, you know, it's really sad to see that Rutgers, while you do have to spend money to be a successful athletics program, have really kind of disrespected the academic part of this campus, which, you know, Cardell Jones said it. As a football player, they may not come here to play school, but the vast majority of the students here are coming to get a degree and further their job opportunities when they leave. And the fact that over a thousand people who dedicate themselves to teaching students and educating the future is just ridiculous. And it would be one thing if all of this spending was going straight to facilities. You know, obviously they built the Athletic Performance Center, which, you know, is really helping with recruiting and other things. But, you know, a lot of it is just going to ridiculous things. And I think the biggest headline that people have seen is the DoorDash scandal. So if you haven't heard about this, Rutgers Athletics in one year spent $450,000 on DoorDash for their students and coaches. And while, yes, the COVID-19 pandemic did affect some places, obviously a lot of restaurants closed down and a lot of students and coaches maybe couldn't leave their dorm if they tested positive. Rutgers football had about 30 players test positive in August of 2020. But Multiple purchases were being made for non-essentials, which once again violates NCAA rules. And multiple purchases were being made thousands of miles away from Rutgers. I know one student-athlete who obviously wasn't named in the report by the New York Post made $200 worth of purchases to Chicago, three different purchases in one day, multiple purchases in Jacksonville, Miami. And, you know, it's, it's just really ridiculous that Rutgers is footing the bill for these people to buy things for their families and you know, other people that have nothing to do with the program. And even more than that, just there's been a lot of other ridiculous purchases. Over five years from, I believe it was 2014, 2015 to 2020, the program racked up a $120,000 bill at Topgolf in Edison. Now, I'm not going to lie. I love Topgolf. Topgolf, great place, a lot of fun. But how are you going to justify a $120,000 budget at Top Golf? In one of the perch- in one of the times that the students went to Top Golf, there was a $650 bill just for chicken wings. I, I I there's no real way to justify that when you're laying off people because of athletic spending. It's ridiculous. And they have paid for events in Hawaii, Texas, Puerto Rico, other events around the world. They've paid for people to go to Broadway. They've paid for expensive steak dinners in New Brunswick. They've installed $3,000 TVs in coaches' offices. And this one this one really shocked me. As a student who sat in the student section before at a football game, they paid $385,000 to SHI, who is the sponsor of the stadium, to install Wi-Fi in the student section. Now, as a student, that Wi-Fi doesn't work. You know, So, so they basically paid $400,000 for nothing. And it's this inconsiderate, really ridiculous spending habits that have really turned a lot of people off and are really exposing Rutgers Athletics for being deceitful. And, I mean, I could go on and on and on about the other ridiculous purchases that they made, but one of them that that was really notable was they paid $12,000 to this company called Naps for a nap pod that basketball players can use, and they can basically fall asleep with surround sound music and... You know, you're paying $12,000 to let basketball players have a nap while, you know, students are so food dependent, especially during the pandemic, that they had to have a mandatory food pantry set up and, you know, people were being laid off once again. It's really, 
just unbelievable from the head brass at the athletics program. So basically to summarize, Rutgers Athletics has been racking up debt like there's no tomorrow since joining the Big Ten. They've lied to their students, to their faculty, to their taxpayers about it. They have spent their money in ways that it does not need to be spent in in the search of recruiting. And I put that in air quotes because some of this stuff is beyond what I would consider a typical recruiting visit. And ultimately, the blame for that falls on President Holloway and Pat Hobbs. And while athletics does need to spend money in order to be a competitive program, there's a few things they need to do in order to fix this. They need to spend it in more responsible ways. They need to stop taking out loans and stop taking out student fees without telling the students and the faculty where this money is coming from. And overall, just more transparency needs to be had. If we're going to lose money like this, the school, the, the Rutgers community deserves to know that. But ultimately, that will do it for today's episode. I have been your host, Dylan McCoy. You can follow me on Twitter at DylanMcCoy99, at Instagram, Dylan underscore McCoy99. And you can find the late night show on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast from. Have a good night and go Knights.